0: Hello, this is Saidhu Zaman from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of July. Today, the centre moved the Supreme Court seeking an extension of the tenure of Enforcement Directorate Chief Sanjay Kumar Mishra, Bar and Bench reported. Earlier this month, the top court had directed Mishra to quit as director of the ED on 31st of July. A bench of Justices B.R. Gawai, Vikram Nath, and Sanjay Karol had ruled that the two extensions granted to him in November 2021 and November 2022 were illegal. Today, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta requested that a bench presided by Gawai quickly hear a plea for a review of the ruling. The court decided to hear the matter at 3.30 pm on Thursday. Mishra was appointed as the ED chief in 2018 for a said term of two years. He then received three one-year extensions beginning in 2020. The Supreme Court had then instructed the government to not prolong Mishra's term beyond September 2021. But despite the ruling, the government introduced two ordinances to ensure that directors of the Enforcement Directorate and Central Bureau of Investigation could have tenures of up to five years. As a result, Mishra was able to continue for another year. The tenure of the 1984-batch Indian Revenue Service officer was once more extended by the government in November 2022 for a year. The government's notice had stated that he would hold the position until November 18, 2023. When questioned about the decision to grant him the third extension, the centre had said that the extension was necessary due to an impending review by the FATF, an anti-terror financing agency. Listeners, the devastation after torrential rains this year has been the worst in Himachal Pradesh, with many pointing to the costs of careless construction. More than a hundred dead, thousands stranded, properties mangled and damaged to the tune of 8,000 crore rupees as per official estimates. But what can explain the scale of the disaster in the hill state? Was it an extreme climate mess? Could the government have tackled it any better? What does it mean for other habitats across the country? Environment journalist Hidesh Joshi will try to answer these questions through videos and ground reports in Hindi and English. Go to newslaundry.com and contribute to this NLCNA project to help us tell this story. We are able to bring you our reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only Rs. 900 rupees a quarter. Today, the opposition moved a no-confidence resolution against the Narendra Modi government. The resolution submitted by Congressman Gaurav Gogoi was accepted by Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla. ANI reported. The resolution was submitted at 9:20 a.m. today at the Speaker's office. A no-confidence motion submitted before 10 a.m. is supposed to be heard on the same day. After Gugoi, MP Nama Nageshwara Rao of the Bharat Rashtra Samiti also submitted a no-confidence motion against the BJP government. Congress MP Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary had said earlier that the motion would be introduced to compel the Prime Minister to address the parliament about the ethnic clashes in Manipur. In accordance with the Rule 198 of the Rules of Procedures and Conduct, any Lok Sabha member may propose a motion of no-confidence. The member must submit a written motion notice before 10 a.m. that will be read aloud by the Speaker of the House. The motion must receive the support of at least 50 members following which the speaker schedules the discussion of the motion public. The scheduled date must occur no later than 10 days after the motion is approved. If not, the motion is defeated and the member who made the motion is notified. The government then resigns if it cannot demonstrate its majority in the house. Since the monsoon session started on 20th of July, there have been numerous interruptions in the parliamentary proceedings with opposition parties demanding that Prime Minister Modi address the parliament about the situation in Manipur. Tensions between the Kukis and the Metis have been going on since 3rd of May when the clashes first broke out in the wake of protest rally against the Metis community's demand for a scheduled tribe status. A recent viral video of two Kukis women being paraded naked woke up the people to the dire realities of the situation in Manipur, with questions being raised on the actions of the BJP-led state and central governments. Today, the Supreme Court revived the plea of the Gyan Bapi panel, which it had inadvertently disposed of on 24th of July while staying the ASI work on the mosque premises. A bench of Chief Justice Deva Chandrachud, Justices J.B. Pardiwala and Manoj Mishra took note of the submissions of senior advocate Husefa Ahmadi, who represented the Committee of Management Anjuman in Tazamia of the Gyanwapi Mosque. Ahmadi said that the main plea had been dismissed by the court during the last hearing, not the interim plea that sought to halt the ASI work. The Archaeological Survey of India and the Uttar Pradesh government represented by Solicitor General Tushar Mehta said that they have no issues with the revival of the mosque committee's special leave plea. The Hindu party had filed a complaint in the Varanasi district court and the mosque committee had asked for it to be dismissed in accordance with the Order 7 Rule 11 c of the Civil Procedure Code. The plea noted the use of an improperly stamped and authorized piece of paper for the submission as justification for dismissal. The ASI was ordered by a district court to perform a survey to determine if the Gyanwapi Mosque in Varanasi was built over a temple and the Allahabad High Court resumed hearing the appeal today. The Supreme Court ordered the Allahabad High Court to hear the appeal before its status quo decision expires by evening after considering the mosque panel's request for an urgent hearing. Earlier, a Varanasi court had ordered the ASI to conduct the assessment, including excavations where necessary, to ascertain whether the mosque was erected on top of a previous temple location. In the Povki district of Manipur, two security force buses carrying troops were set on fire by a mob, PTI reported today. There were no casualties noted. On Tuesday night, while the buses were leaving for Dimapur, the incident happened on the way in Sapurmina. The buses with Manipur registration numbers were halted at Sapurmina by a group of individuals from one of the warring factions, who insisted on inspecting the passenger on board. Some of them set the bus on fire. Till now, nearly 142 people have died in the continued violence in Manipur. <coughs> Listeners, the News Laundry team is in Manipur with our reporters Prateek Goyal and Shiv Narayan Raj Brohit and producer Priyali Dhingra on the ground. This has been possible because of your contributions to our NL Sena project. The first story is out titled Cops said it would be war if we go to find them. In Imphal, families wait for two teens, dead or alive. The story details how in Manipur, Two 17-year-old Meitei students went missing near an area dominated by another community. They are feared dead, but the cops say that their bodies can't be traced. After meeting the two families at the spot and their homes all within a 2km radius in Imphal West, News Laundry visited the Imphal West police station, where they were told the teenagers are feared dead. However, police say that the death can't be verified. You can read the rest of the report on our website. We are able to bring you our reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. One of the world's longest-serving leaders, Hun Sen, the Prime Minister of Cambodia, has declared that he will step down. He will be succeeded by his son Hun Manet on August 10th, BBC reported. The former Khmer Rouge Kader has been in charge of the country since 1985. He has been accused of suppressing freedom of speech, outlawing the opposition and eliminating all rivals to his authority, AFP reported. The news of Hun Sen stepping down came three days after his party once again won every seat in a non-competitive election. The Cambodian People's Party declared victory in the election on Sunday with no meaningful opposition. It secured 82% of the vote, paving the way for a dynastic succession to his eldest son. Some even likened the CPP regime to North Korea. Hun Sen first signalled this transition of power in 2021. Hun Manet, his eldest son, has long been prepared for the position and was previously the head of the Royal Cambodian Army. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed. Pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.